0: Oh, hello and welcome back to another episode of the 20s detox this is the 19th episode of the season and it's the last real episode because next episode is going to be more of a Q&A. So remember to send in your submissions so that you can be kind of featured on the podcast. If you want to have your name in it or not, I'll have a link in the description of the episode. But then also if you just go on my website, 20sdetox.com, then you'll also find it there. So yeah, anyway have any of you ever got triggered before? If you say no, you're lying. I swear you're lying to me. Getting triggered is something I think each of us have experienced before. Whether we get like really angry about something or really emotional, we want to cry, or we actually don't feel anything, we freeze up it kind of shut down and you you become apathetic. The thing is when you get pulled into that kind of survival mode for something possibly really insignificant, it could be from a more deep rooted issue. And that is why I really want to get into today how your triggers actually will help you heal further, allow you to let go of things that are controlling you, are affecting you from maybe being in relationships or in certain friendships and why you self-sabotage, or it can even be a traumatic experience that you really can't let go. And I think one thing you need to realize, no matter what you go through, humans are so resilient and we are capable of letting Bits of this pain go. This is not something you need to carry on for your whole life. And it can be a huge amount of pain, a huge amount of triggering situations from a very traumatic situation, or it can be something really small, but it still affects relationships, your quality of life. Little story time about times I've gotten triggered. Okay, <laughs> we're going to talk about a funny situation that happened in university. Side note, when I go into my survival mode, mine has kind of always been fight mode. I'm in the fight or flight thing, like I'm the fight. So I get angry. I kind of see red. My, My adrenaline is pumping so much and I just, sounds awful, but I just wanted to like fight somebody. And I have always, always struggled with anger. Maybe my friends or people around me don't really see it, but... To be quite honest, it's like an everyday battle for me to not get overly angry or just overly passionate about a situation. I've lost some friendships from it, for sure, from just being so angry. I have been slightly toxic at times, even with my boyfriend. And I'm like really healing from that. And I have been in the last few years and my boyfriend's helped me with that, but also my really amazing and patient friends who have been with me, like be patient with me and like help, let me grow, like let me go through those transitional periods of my life where I'm unlearning something. But in university, there was a situation. It was a Thursday night And Friday mornings, I would have my physics class. It was in first year. I'd have my physics class. And my roommate and I, we didn't get that much sleep normally. We had to stay up late Thursday night to finish a project or some sort of assignment. I don't know what it was. But the thing is, at our university, Thursday nights are also a huge party night. A huge party night. It's our pub night. That meant that our bar, university bar, was open I think I think it was just one day that it was open or it was a free night or something, but it was a big night to go to the pub because of that. Most of my residence is like partying hard, you know what i mean and and here, a few of my friends on on my floor are just wanting to go to bed because we have an 8 a.m. physics class the next day, so we cannot be partying. And and if we are, we're probably probably not gonna make it to our physics class, because we had an exam the next day. Yeah, that's what it it was, it was an exam. Everything's coming back to me. So I guess one of the guys on our floor made this sort of kill list of sorts. And because of that, one of the girls that he was with found out about this and you can only imagine what happened. It was like a chaotic situation. She was, the roommate was screaming. I'm like, you know what? The guy was probably an asshole, probably did that to her and like had a kill list and just didn't even care about her. It's university, it's college, it's messy. But I was like, okay, she's just gonna talk about it for like a little bit. She'll she'll just yell and then eventually leave, right? but that didn't happen. Basically, she was screaming, screaming in the hallways for like, I don't know, maybe an hour, an hour. And now it's like two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, I've had no sleep. And how am I going to make it for this test the next day? Like, how am I gonna be able to do it? My roommate has crippling insomnia. She's like, welcome to my life. But besides the point, I was starting to get really angry. Like I was getting triggered because of my anxiety, like school anxiety, first of all, I had this like extreme pressure on myself to get straight A's in school. So if anything kind of jeopardized that idea that I wanted for myself, then I get pissed off. I wasn't flexible, and I think this was definitely testing me this girl yelling in the hallway at this like guy who I guess had a kill list of her and kill list meaning I hope you guys realize it isn't like a it isn't like somebody's gonna kill you. it's like the amount of people you've slept with and like it was awful i have to admit it was awful it was like if you sleep with a girl in the in first year it's like one point second year is two points third year is three points fourth year is four points or something like that and it was just like really demoralizing to woman and i totally understand why she also was triggered but i i was way too swept up in my schooling to really even be empathetic there and also probably really tired. I yelled out in the hallway and I was like, hey, can you please just get off our floor? Literally half this floor has to wake up in a few hours for a physics test. She was not very nice to me. She basically said the C word and she's like, who is this C word talking to me right now? And that's when I just saw red. Started to like walk, stomping up to this person, and two of my friends who were guys were like, B, B, don't get involved. Please don't get involved. I literally took them and threw them in their rooms, like, kind of like grabbed them, pushed them. They were shorter than me, so it was very easy to do that. But I just like threw them in the rooms and shut the door. I literally like grabbed the door and slammed it, them. And then I just kept walking down the hallway and I started screaming at her, but I was literally about to fight her. And I basically was like, if you don't get off this floor, I will personally drag you down these seven flights of stairs, is what I've said. And um, the problem was I was so in my fight or flight mode there that I actually don't even really remember all this. I only know what happened because of what my friends told me. And I remember I was shaking a lot. My pupils were dilated. I literally just... (laughs) It sounds awful, but I was just very, very, very triggered, and I think the way that she responded also contributed to me being even more triggered, but anyway, that's like a funny little university story of something that I was triggered about, and honestly, I don't think if somebody called me the C word, I would even really be bothered because I know I'm not one, so I think I took like an added trigger on it was I didn't want to be seen as a bad person despite the fact that i have anger issues it was something i was also very ashamed of so if somebody said i was a bad person that was like my worst fear i didn't want to be seen as a bad person i didn't want to be seen as a bully or somebody arrogant like i didn't want to so ironically when she was called me the c-word i went full on like And I'm not going to get into all my triggers today. I'm not going to be that open with all of you, but I just wanted you guys to get a little insight that I'm not perfect and I've done some shit before. And yes, I'm acknowledging that I have anger management issues, or at least I'm managing it better now. But I want to remind you, like, we're all human and I think that's step one here is to not take it personally or not beat yourself up. Like, try and figure out why you got this triggered in the first place. Like, if somebody else wasn't that angry in the same situation that I was in, why is it that it affected you so deeply? Like, why did you go into fight or flight mode? there's the balance that I'm going to be talking about today of not over psychoanalyzing on what your triggers are but also not completely pushing them aside thinking that they're not going to happen again because most likely they will happen and it it may not be the exact scenario but the root of why it's happening is not healed yet you're not allowing yourself to process that and a trigger will come up so just I because I'm not a psychologist I'm going to look up what triggers are i know what they are but let's just get a little definition so triggers can be subtle individual and difficult for others to predict a trauma trigger may also be called a trauma stimulus a trauma stressor or a trauma reminder the process of connecting a traumatic experience to a trauma trigger is called traumatic coupling and traumatic coupling this is me talking, that was a little thing I read. Traumatic coupling can be anything of a trigger related to some sort of traumatic experience. And one thing I did learn in school is to label something as traumatic is something very individual. So something that's traumatic to me may be very different than what's traumatic for you. And we don't wanna really compare it on the extremity of this situation the thing is anything kind of around it it can be the smell of the traumatic experience it can be the person it can be their behavior if it's a person it can be the way they expressed things the words they used so it can be a lot of different things that can be surrounded by this traumatic experience that hasn't fully been processed and then kind of scattered into these little triggers here and there And I guess the reason why you shouldn't take things too personally and realize that it is a deeper rooted issue right there is because when something insignificant happens, say you went through a breakup where your past partner cheated on you, but a period of time before they cheated on you, there was a lot of silence, a lot of disconnect. They were peeling away a lot. Maybe you didn't think too much of it. But it caused you believe subconsciously like they were peeling away because they wanted to cheat on you. So now in future relationships, when there might be a period of time that they don't reach out to you, maybe they're working, maybe it's something completely harmless. It actually triggers you. It brings up this anxiety feeling because it's like, oh, my last partner, after there's this amount of like silence or disconnect, they cheated on me. So does that mean they're going to cheat on me? And it's this coupling that we're doing where we need to understand why we're doing that, but also how do we let it go? How do we like not couple all of these new experiences to our old past experiences that might be yucky? Just a little summary right there of things I've already said. When something bad has happened, sometimes you can create this sort of coupling to anything kind of similar to what that bad thing was and that trauma coupling creating these triggers all those triggers that are very insignificant in our day-to-day link back to the root fear that came from that bad experience unfortunately a lot of us feel like when we get triggered we're going backwards it's like oh my god but i've been on this personal development thing, like I've been so good. Why all of a sudden have I gone backwards? Why am all of a sudden I'm going back to my old self? And I think the more that we learn about ourselves and more that we learn about the people around us, which is consciousness. And consciousness continuously grows if you just pay attention to it. You're gonna get out of this avoidant mindset and understanding like, oh shit, that kind of like fucked me up as a kid. Maybe I need to talk to somebody about this. And when I stopped avoiding things and I started growing my awareness, I was getting triggered a lot. I was getting triggered a lot because I was understanding more of myself and the fears and the belief systems. And really, I was not allowing myself to push it away anymore and it can be a lot it can be overwhelming but that doesn't mean that you're going down healing isn't linear it isn't like a constant like I'm life is going to keep getting good it's it's a cyclical thing it's an up and down but i i just want to remind you guys not to go too far on the other end of the spectrum too like don't go over psychoanalyzing everything to the point that you're not even feeling it anymore because that is also the same fear just masked into a different thing that's just masked into like okay but if I figure out every facet of this issue then I'll solve it because I guess avoiding it is not solving it but no you're still letting the fear control you because the scariest thing of all is feeling it is like sitting down and like letting yourself cry about how this situation was awful. So I guess the first question that I'm gonna ask you when you're triggered is like, what does it feel like? What happens when you go into like your fight or flight mode? I know it's not just fight or flight. It's fight, flight, freeze, fawn. What is it like when you're triggered? And when you figure that out, one exercise that I love to really get to the root of a situation is called the seven levels deep challenge. To figure out why I might have gotten triggered in a situation, is I just ask myself, why did this upset me? Let's do the example of my university experience. So, okay. Bianca, why did this upset me? I'm like, well, she was annoying. I needed to sleep. Well, why is it that not sleeping upset me so much well I needed to sleep in order for me to do well in school okay well why did it upset you so much because you were afraid of not doing well in school well it upset me because I need to do well in school like that is really important for me why is it that when you don't do well in school that stresses you out and it upsets you it's like, well, because school is a, something I'm really proud of in myself. And like, if I don't do well, then like, who am I? What would happen if you didn't do well in in this class? I wouldn't really feel deserving. And then that's the root right there. That deserving would be of respect, of love, the root of all the layers I'm peeling back the layers here of like why I got so damn triggered. It's because if I don't do well in school, then I don't feel deserving of love and respect. And I was like, damn, I got to work on that. Because what's going to happen when I'm done school and I've graduated? Am I just never going to be deserving of love and respect anymore? And I realized that that became so strong a part of my identity that I didn't allow myself to enjoy other parts of life. So that was just an example of how you can get to the root of why you're so triggered by a situation. After that, after you figured out the root of it, this is where it gets a little complicated and I've touched on a few things relating to any situation you're dealing with, but at least you know why here. Maybe you gotta do a little bit of inner child healing. Maybe you gotta talk about it with a therapist. Maybe you gotta reconstruct your belief systems here. Like here is a belief system issue. Why is the belief so strong? If I don't do well in school, I'm not deserving. Well, I feel like that was conditioned in In grade school, everything was very rigid. I followed very rigid, you know, rubrics. And if I didn't follow along with that, then I wouldn't do well. And then you get like a one and then you get judged. My parents were also pretty hard on me with grades. So I felt like the only way I would get love and respect, it's not the truth like now, obviously, but as a child, this is what I perceived. If I didn't do well, then I wasn't deserving of love and respect. And I needed to heal that. And I needed to remind myself and... And write down affirmations that I am deserving of love, even if I don't do this. And like I even opened up the conversation with my mom, and that healed my inner child a little bit. And being more open with my dad and the fact that I didn't do well here, and seeing how he responded, and and being brave enough to say, you know, like when you respond that way, it also really like messes up the way that I view things. Like it's okay to mess up. It's okay to not be perfect. And realize it was his own triggers too and it gets very complex but the reality of the situation is you need to feel the emotions that come up once you come to this realization and in fact a lot of the times when you do the seven levels deep challenge it's going to bring up a lot of emotions you're going to feel emotional and that is a good thing that means you're reaching the subconscious part the emotional part of the situation you're not so rational You're not so in your head. And sometimes pain is stored inside. If you're not allowing yourself to fully let that go, that pain is going to make you act out. It's going to make you triggered. It's going to make you angry or anxious or sad. And I just wanted to touch on that today of how you need to take your triggers as some sort of tool in this healing journey for you and this life journey. I'm not going to tell you like go about your everyday like dissecting your triggers. Like no, like live your life. And like when something triggers you, it's like, okay, little mental note. I'm going to write that in my journal tonight. I'll talk about it in my journal. There has to be the balance always of living your life as well as making sure that you're continuously moving forward as well, but you have to live it. You have to be here that's like the point why we're here to like experience what it's like to be human on this earth so i just think that if you go through those steps and you really reframe your whole idea of the fear of the root of this issue maybe it's a traumatic experience that you really really need to talk to a therapist about sometimes when i've gone through traumatic experiences I go into like a deep meditation with my inner child or I picture the idea, the person, I just get freaking angry. I let it out. And because I allowed myself to feel and reframe the negative ideas around it, it doesn't control me anymore. And I'm able to do things I never thought I'd be able to do. It's very possible to let go of things. Okay, guys, so I hope you liked that episode of me being raw and open about our triggers and how it can help you heal. Um, but I just wanted to remind you that next episode, the very last episode of the season, is going to be a Q&A style. So I'll make sure to put things up on my Instagram stories and TikTok stories, as well as you can submit an anonymous submission on my website, If you don't want to be you know featured on the podcast so that's an option as well and you guys can ask any questions i know some people have asked about you know anxiety about work-life balance stuff like that like any anything that you want to ask and i'll give my advice after to you okay so i hope you have an amazing week and you're doing things for you and you're having fun Summer's been nice for you, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.